This is a common issue for us where we're doing really well and then your husband does something that triggers you. Maybe he said something or did something or he flirted with somebody and it just really set you back and you feel like, man, I've been putting in all this hard work and for what? And you react basically versus respond because you're reacting to the trigger and then your husband's turning around and saying, oh, see, there you go. I told you, I knew you hadn't changed and we are back in this crazy cycle all over again. Welcome to the Grace Fields Wife Podcast. My name is Beatrice Vargas and my mission is to improve the quality of marriages by helping us learn to be fueled with grace. Are you sitting in a marriage that feels empty? Are you struggling to reignite the passion and love you once shared with your husband? Are you at a crossroads of leaving and repair, but you're constantly reminded of your promise to God to stay true? Or maybe things haven't even gotten that bad yet. Maybe you don't argue that often, but since you barely connect anymore, you've started to give up hope of ever being happily married again. You might have contemplated or even fantasized about what it would be like to leave. Maybe you're telling yourself that you're just sticking it out for the kids. If this is you, I've been there. My story is your story. I want to help you heal and reignite your marriage while still believing in the promise God gave you. I want you to stay with me, learn from me, internalize the grace, guidance, and interviews so that you can become the grace Field wife. You can learn more and connect with me directly on Instagram at The Grace Field Wife. Now let's dig in to today's show. Hello and welcome back to The Grace Field Wife podcast. I'm your host, Beatrice Vargas. And this week, we're going to talk a little bit about what happens if you are feeling triggered, what to do if you're feeling triggered in your marriage. Maybe things are going really well and you're afraid and so you're stuck in this place. You're just like waiting for the other shoe to drop and you're just like, oh, things are doing so well. I just know he's going to do something to piss me off and I'm not sure what to do about it. Well, this week I have some answers for you. This honestly came from some coaching sessions with some of my clients. We talked about this very same thing and I realized that this is a common issue for us where we're doing really well and then your husband does something that triggers you. Maybe he said something or did something or he flirted with somebody or whatever and it just really set you back and you feel like man, I've been putting in all this hard work and for what? And sometimes what might happen is you react basically versus respond because you're reacting to the trigger and then your husband's turning around and saying, oh, see, there you go. I told you, I knew you hadn't changed or I knew there it is. That's what I expected to see. And we are back in this crazy cycle all over again. So I wanted to talk a little bit about what happens? How could we prevent that? What do we do? Because yeah, sure. A lot of times your husband might be doing something wrong, but there is also times where we could take a step back and really get to the root of why we're upset and then understand that the way we respond to that trigger can make all the difference between getting into this crazy cycle and getting into something where you guys now just had a great growth breakthrough moment. I have a couple of examples, but I want you to think about each one as they might relate to you. One example I'd like to give you is what if you are sitting at dinner and 
perhaps your husband is prone to flirting with other women or flirting with the waitress or whatever. Now, for me personally, that's just hard stop. No, no way. Like I wouldn't tolerate that as I'm sure you wouldn't want to tolerate that either. Now, the reason why it's easy for me to say quickly, no hard stop, I won't tolerate that is because my husband never does it. But for those of you who are living in that sort of reality where this is something that you struggle with in your marriage, you might be the kind of person who maybe gets quiet. Maybe you don't say anything. Maybe you hold it in. Maybe you might say something later because you don't want to ruin date night or because of whatever. And then you might tell him later, or maybe you don't tell him and you have these feelings and they're bottled up inside. On the surface, this incident, A, I don't ever think that you should hold it in, bottle it up inside, wait till the next day or the end of dinner to address it. I always think you should address it you know, maybe once the waitress walks away and you guys are alone, but I always think you should address it pretty much immediately. A lot of times what'll happen is if this is something that's your husband's tendency, he may not realize that he's doing it. And so right then and there is a place where we can point it out. Now, here's the thing is how we point it out is going to be very crucial. Now, if we're in a one-on-one session and I'm talking to you and I know a little bit about your husband and I can go through that with you, I'm able to see things that perhaps you might not see in that situation. So in this specific example, we were able to uncover that in general, her husband is a friendly, outgoing, talkative person. And normally he would ask all kinds of questions to anyone, whether it's the waiter or the guy in the drive-in. I don't know. But anyway, the point being is that he is the type of person who asks all kinds of questions to all kinds of people because he is a people person. Well, as we went through that, we realized that what was upsetting her was not the fact that he was asking this person questions, but it was the line of questioning, like the kinds of things that he said that were really like, you know, that's what crosses the line. So we were able to role play some of the things and some of the ways that she could address it to him later, first by affirming his personality, but then by saying, when you say this, I feel this. So what you're doing is not attacking, but you're able to say this action, this line of questioning, these words, this is what it triggers in me. And so what we talked about is when the trigger comes up for you, whatever that trigger may be, start off with taking a pause. So if you take a pause and you're able to say, what is it that this is bringing up for me? What story, and you know, I love Brene Brown and I always love to say, what story am I making up? But really, what story is it that I'm telling myself in this very moment that is causes, causing this thing to be triggering to me? So again, maybe it's the line of questioning, maybe it's body language or whatever, but there is definitely something there that is causing a trigger. Now, if we step back and we're able to address it from that place, from this place of vulnerability and say, hey, you know what? When he says this or does this or whatever, I feel a certain way. So we can't say you make me feel, oh, when you say this, you make me feel that. No, really you want to separate what the action is and the feeling. So when you do this action, 
I feel this emotion. You're just equating. It's very simple and non-confrontational because that's not what we're looking to do. All we're looking to do is to bring up whatever action might be triggering to us. And then if we do that, along with a way to affirm him in some way. So like I said, in all the examples that I went through with my client in this particular session and all the examples we were able to see, look, this thing that he does is part of his personality. And she was able to say, yeah, he's got this great personality. I love that. That's why I married him. It brings so much richness and depth to our marriage. So it's something that we were able to go through that she was able to see she really does appreciate about her husband. However, there were these things that were really making her feel uncomfortable, insecure, and they were really just unfair to her. So we were able to go through and identify how can she address those things with her husband in a way that there is grace and that is non-blaming. So that's the first step that I want you to do is if you are starting to feel triggered or aggravated or whatever, I want you to take a moment and really identify the root for yourself. Where is this coming from? What is it bringing up for me? How is it triggering me? What is the story I'm making up here? What is it? What is it that is bothering me so much? And I need you to be clear, like step away from yourself and really try to see it objectively and say, hey, you know what? When he does this, I kind of make up this story that I'm unwanted. When he does this, I actually feel rejected. Identify your feelings. I feel whatever that is for you in this particular trigger, that's what you need to identify for yourself because you're not gonna be able to find healing for yourself if you don't take that step. And if you don't find that healing for yourself, you're not going to be able to find healing in your marriage because our marriages are two imperfect people coming together with all of their baggage and we're just continuing to hurt each other in one way or another. But real true connection and communication comes from us being able to understand ourselves identify things for ourselves, and then communicate them properly with our husbands. So that's the first thing I want you to do is really identify where this come this comes from. The second thing I want you to do is if there is a boundary that has been crossed, and that's why it is a trigger for you, or maybe you've never expressed this boundary before, then at this point, I want you to communicate that boundary. Because unless we communicate the boundary, it doesn't exist. You know, you have an invisible fence here and here's your husband walking back and forth all over, completely trampling over your boundary and you are feeling angry and resentful and all these things. But in the end, he didn't even realize that this was something that was not okay for you. For example, for me, many, many, many years ago, there was a time where my husband would speak to me in a way that I did not think was appropriate. I was just like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. It reminded me of the way my dad used to speak to my mom and I was just not having it. And right from the beginning, I let him know if you speak to me in that way, I will not listen. It wasn't, you can't talk to me that way. It was when you speak to me this way, I will tune you out. I will not tolerate being yelled at. And so I was able to communicate the boundary 
and make it very clear. And he was able to see it. So actions have consequences. That's another really important thing about boundaries is that we need to understand that our actions have consequences. And if there's no consequences for his bad behavior, then we're at fault because we're allowing him to trample over the boundaries. So A, we have to communicate that boundary, but B, we need to make sure that there are some consequences if he crosses the line or if he disrespects that boundary. And I think it's really important to take a quick pause here and make sure that we understand that a boundary is not an ultimatum. An ultimatum is just thinly veiled manipulation. In fact, I wanted to unpack this a little bit because as I think about that a boundary is not an ultimatum and that an ultimatum would really just be manipulating I think about maybe you have a critical husband. He's always criticizing you. It is not an ultimatum to leave the room when he criticizes and just letting him be angry about it. You're not saying, oh, if you keep criticizing me, I'm going to divorce you. You're just saying, if you continue to criticize me or if you continue to speak to me in that way, I will not be able to respond. I'm not going to respond to you in this way. There's a difference there. I, I want to make sure that we really catch that, that we really understand the difference between setting boundaries and giving ultimatums. So these are ways that we can do this with grace because like I, I say all the time, sometimes the most loving thing you can do for a person is to set some boundaries and say, no, I will not tolerate this. And no, this will not happen in our home. In the book, Boundaries in Marriage by Drs. Henry Cloud and John Townsend, they really go into this really, really well. But the first law of boundaries that they say is the law of sowing and reaping. And that's this idea of our actions have consequences. In the book, they give a great example of a husband who's cranky, angry, walking around the house, stomping around. The entire family is walking on eggshells because of his bad mood. And what they point out is the problem there was that the wife was allowing the husband to basically hold the family hostage to his mood by her not offering any sort of consequences for that. She would go around, she would try to make sure he was happy, and she'd try to make sure that the kids were quiet. But in the end, she was really doing both for herself and him a great disservice because there was no consequences for his actions. So we have to remember that once we're able to identify the root of this trigger. What is it that is really bugging me and why? What am I making up? Like, where is this coming from? We really need to think about this. Now, this is a lot of what we do in the Grace Fields Marriage Method. We really dig into some of our roots, some of his roots. What, what is the bottom line? What are the, the things that have gone on in your family and his family? And what causes these triggers in our personalities that have us get to this place in marriage where we're not fighting, we're not speaking, or maybe we're feeling like roommates, all of these things. We kind of figure out where the roots are. Once we understand where the roots are and whether or not they're healthy, and a lot of times they're unhealthy if you find yourself in a place of a disconnected marriage, we go to repair those things and then we go to then 
uh, really come back to the marriage and work on the friendship and the intimacy in the marriage. So identifying the root is going to be a very important thing that you'll have to do when you are trying to avoid a trigger or trying to deal with a trigger with grace. And then again, remember, we're going to communicate the boundary and understand that it's not just about communicating the boundary. There also has to be some consequences when that boundary is broken. Same thing as if you tell your child, don't do this and let them know this is a boundary. Well, the child is going to test the boundary. The child is going to go ahead and they're going to see what they can get away with. So they need to see that there's consequences for their actions. If we as humans, not just children or men or whatever, but as humans, if we see there's really no consequences for our actions, we're not going to follow it. We're not going to care about that boundary line. Very few people will respect a boundary line just for the sake that an invisible line is there. We have to make it a more concrete. I hope that was helpful to you guys. And as we go through the rest of the month, I will be doing a series on boundaries and talking to you different ways about how we can deal with whatever situations with grace, how we can be strong in our boundaries, really ways that we can set stronger boundaries. I'm really excited for this series for you guys. If you have questions or you're like, yes, this is what I want to know about, please jump into the Facebook group. And that's the Grace Fueled Wives Club over in Facebook. Let me know you heard about it on the podcast. I'll let you write in and let's start a dialogue about what kinds of questions you have, what kinds of questions I can answer for you on the show. And then lastly, as you know, the Grace-Fueled Marriage Method is ready. I am doing weekly group coaching calls with the course. So when you buy the course right now, you get access to weekly group coaching calls. And that's what we do conversations like this. That's where they go through the course and they come to me and we'll say, come on, let's role play. Let's figure this out. I have been seeing so much breakthrough and um, change happening so far over the past couple of weeks. It's been really, really exciting. I can't wait to see the rest of you in there. Go ahead and join me. Love you guys. And until next week. Hey, love. Thank you for listening to today's show. If you found any value In today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star review and shared it with a friend or someone else who needed to hear this today. This is really the best way you can thank me. It helps me to get the word out to other women just like you. See you next week.